Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I'm here with my festive friend, oh yes, Jackie Asperius. Oh, Jack. holy night. The stars are brightly <laughs> shining. Happy Advent. Yes, sir. Happy Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, sir. Happy Christmas season. Uh, are you enjoying Christmas season? I am. I'm very, I like it, man. Yeah. You're very festive. Like you are you are a festive man. But I have to say, like, you don't go full festive though and like get like the bells and glitter in the beard. Oh no. I'm still waiting for that though. No. That's not happening. Maybe we could make it happen. That's that's what would not it happening. take? What Money? would it what would it take? <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's what it would take, what would it take for you to go full glitter beard? Money and dignity? <laughs> Well, you don't have you don't have the second thing, so it's just money. Yeah, you go full glitter beard. I mean, with the knowledge that that stuff ain't coming out. No, yeah, like you know, nope, nope. That's See? gonna be in that's there the for point. a month. That's the point, man. That's why yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay, you can't go. Okay. I you mean, can't go full glitter beard. There's no you can't. <laughs> Never go full glitter beard. <laughs> you went full glitter beard. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Okay, fine. No glitter beard for Jack. Um, Jack, what is what is when you think of the Christmas season, the the festivus season? What are some things you think about? Like, what are some things that that you like to do? Oh man, uh, since we actually have snow up here in the Northwest, um, seeing snow and sledding or doing something within that snow capacity, I have had the chance to ride like a legit. Uh, Clydesdale pulled sleigh before to like this little like kind of sledding area. That was crazy. Legit. That was crazy. Doesn't get much more Christmas than yeah, that. Yeah, that's when you get pulled by Clydesdales. That's Christmas, people. Okay, I don't, I don't care who you are. That is Christmas. Forget the reindeer. We're having the Budweiser. Forget the reindeer. We're having the Budweiser Clydesdale. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're gonna find a little like. Yellow Labrador home, <laughs> you know he's gonna like run after us. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna propose to my wife all over again. 
It'll be, it'll be fantastic. Um, anything with snow. I mean, certain Christmas music. I mean, dude. Okay, first of all, the Christmas hymns. They get me. Oh, okay. They get me every time. Lay them on right? me. Lay them on me. I mean, which oh, ones? Like I said, what we were just singing. Oh, holy night. Okay. You know it's solid, that dude. or Hark the Herald. You know, solid or Emmanuel. Oh, you know. Yep. Come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, stuff like that. Oh, that one's Look the at you. jam, mm. dude. Mm. That's tasty. Yeah. Those are some tasty jams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the uh, All Glory Be to Christ. Yeah. A little bit more modern. Yep. I know. But. Still good. Still a fan. Uh, all of those hymns that you uh, mentioned, fantastic. Um, let's not, let us not forget the all-time greatest Christmas song of, in modern history, Christmas Shoes. <laughs> Sir, I want to buy these shoes. It hits you. It hits you in the gut. If you say you like drummer, little drummer boy, so help me. Okay, here's the thing about drummer boy. I'm going to rant on drummer boy for a second. You cannot be a drummer in 2020, 2021. What year are we in? 2021. Albeit someone who identifies as a Christian, which I do, and be a drummer. Without somebody inevitably asking you, have you heard Little Drummer Boy by For King and Country? (laughs) Yes, Um, I have. Hold on. For King and Country? Yes, Uh, I have. Bob Seger, people. Bob Seger did the jam to it, man. Yes, me and everyone else has heard (laughs) the Little Drummer Boy by For King and Country because it's the only song that Christian Radio plays during Christmas time. Yes, I've heard of it. Stop asking me. Do I like it? Do I like it? Not anymore. <laughs> when it first came out, I thought it was fine. But it's like every single Imagine Dragon song that is ever written. I, when it first comes out, I think it's fine. And then I find out that everyone and their mother tells oh me I should gosh. like it, including Walmart, Target, U.S. Bank. U.S. <laughs> Bank. And now I don't like it anymore. Okay? Oh, man. That's how it works. I just want to know, how are you going to make a song... About this drummer coming up waking little baby Jesus. All right. Hey, How much of us a, drummers a, need to seize opportunity, man? Of a okay. Of, of a jerk we move it is to wake up the Lord when he's slumbering, dude. Mary like just got done like nursing the yeah, baby, exactly. like finally like got him down to got him down to sleep, and here's this jerk kid. How about a drum solo? You want? That's what this baby needs. Oh, oh no, man. yeah, no. It doesn't Ooh. it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those Christmas songs that was written by someone who obviously never had kids. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. yeah. They're just like, oh, little drummer boy. So cute. So amazing. It's not. <laughs> Nobody would appreciate that in the moment. Especially them being in a barn. With other yeah. animals, yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've ever been around. Like, here's the thing: I grew up around animals. They don't like loud noises. Yeah, you start <laughs> banging away on a snare drum in the middle of a barn, they're gonna freak out. A first century snare drum. A first century <laughs> snare. Drum. Probably made of like, probably made of skin of one of the animals yes, that was in there. I know, right? So not only are they traumatized by looking at their second cousin who has been turned into a drum. Now you're you now you're you're beating on it. 
That's just insult to injury. Right it really, there. it's really kicking them when they're down. <laughs> it really is. It's like, wow, you turned my cousin into a drum, and now you're playing the drum in front of me. The animals probably thought he was playing to them. They probably thought, oh, who yeah. is this jerk kid? Yeah. What a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard "Little Drummer Boy" by For King and Country. So I has still, everyone honestly, else? Honestly, the only reason that I like the Bob Seger thing is because they have that cadence of the drum in the back. Bob Seger. <laughs> Bob Seger, dude. Oh, uh, man. I will say, for secular songs, Santa Claus is Coming to Town oh, yeah. by Bruce Springsteen, the oh, live version oh, with the yeah. saxophone solo. Yeah. Dude, can't amazing. Beat the boss. You can't beat like, the boss. Like when he starts laughing in the middle because yeah. one of his stage guys is like doing yeah. something funny on stage. Dude, it's classic. Dude. So good. The boss, man. The boss. Especially with that yeah. raspy voice. Oh, dude. Hits you. He's it's soulful. You just, better not cry, dude. He just, oh, he just yeah. elevates, dude. It you is. Know who? You know what, Bruce Springsteen. Well, well, and that's why I like Bob Seger too, because he yeah. has that same rasp. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen should have done the, the theme song for Full House. <laughs> <laughs> you know how epic I that can see been? it. I can see it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Well, Jack, uh, what are we talking about today, man? Josh. We are talking about. Are we staying within the Christmas spirit? We were. We, we are. We are talking about controversies and genealogies. No, oh my gosh! <laughs> this just turned into freaking. Th- what, what? What's the? What's the really boring? Pot- yeah, well, that. I don't want to phrase it like that. Never mind. Don't answer that question. This just turned into something we're not. Yeah. I'll just. I'll leave it there. No, we're t- we're talking about how I I looked at this tweet the other day, and it said. The thing is, Die Hard wasn't a Christmas movie originally. The script was changed by Constantine in 336 to align it with the Soul Invictus wow. Festival. <laughs> and then the following, the follow-up tweet was, it was, in all caps, it was declared a Christmas movie at the Council of Nicaea. I can't believe I have to get angry about this. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> because whenever you want anything declared as true, it happened at Nicaea. Yeah, no. It really is the scapegoat council, <laughs> is what it is. So primarily, uh, based off that, uh, how can I say, that morsel of a tweet, if you will, um, what we're talking about primarily is how people get so jazzed in this season about how like Christmas is or is not pagan, how it should or should not be celebrated, um, using Constantine throwing Constantine under the bus yet again for like aligning Christianity with paganism. Dirty papist. All these other things, right? And so really like it goes back to a lot of things. And some of them like you really like, first of all, we live in this crazy time where we have this thing called YouTube and everybody somehow has a PhD in church history and can tell you how uh, the canon was made at the Council of Nicaea, which is not true, people. Um, and then on top of it, they'll tell you how a certain person has corrupted everything and we can't go back to the original things and everything like that, right? And so really like the episode, I just really wanted to talk about how we have like freedom in Christ to really like celebrate this season, to have like a legitimate celebration of the season, right? And that celebration is worshiping Jesus. Like, if just wor- as long as your celebration doesn't have trees, <laughs> no trees, no Christmas trees, no holiday punch, no, no giving of gifts, no 
fun. But no joy whatsoever, but by all means, celebrate. <laughs> what a kill joy. Um, I am reformed. <laughs> I know, right? I'm very particular. You are, t- you are TR, dude. You yeah. are so TR right Truly now. Truly reformed. Um, no, but I mean, like, that's what, like, some people have said, like, during this time of year where, like, you can't celebrate this, you can't do that. And it's like, just let people just celebrate Jesus for crying out loud, you know? Like, not everything has to be about paganism. Not everything has to be about, oh my gosh, you put up a tree, are you pagan now? It's like, it's a genuine fun thing for crying out loud. Like, let people have their fun and let also people like worship Jesus in this very like festive mood. Well, and I think it is very much a meat sacrifice to idols kind of thing where it's like, if you legitimately have a conscience issue yeah, with celebrating Christmas and you can make the correlation from scripture, which is our authority. Yeah. Now, I'll preface all this by saying I don't think you really can, in my opinion. Sure. However, if you can do that, then okay. But that is a conscience issue between you and God, right? And then to take that conscience issue and then make it law and say, well, nobody should be celebrating Christmas because fill in the blank. It has roots in pagan origin. It has... uh, you know, commercialism, what it supports, takes the focus, you know, whatever it is. Look, if that's your conviction, then okay. Like, we can we can talk about it. Uh, I'll definitely talk to you about that conviction because yeah. I think I disagree with you. Yeah. And I think you're missing out on some legitimate joy that can happen. Yeah. Um, but don't go saying other people shouldn't be doing it either. Yeah. Because that really is just you making a law out of a conviction that I think has some holes in the boat. Yeah. Right. It's also like, if you look back to just where we've been to, like we do understand like they had festivals in Judaism, right? Like when people were still under the law, we're still, the law was their guardian in a sense and not Jesus. Right. They still had festivals and they still did things to remember and to commemorate that. And so I'm personally still waiting for my bar mitzvah. <laughs> personally. <laughs> I was hoping you'd throw me one. No. Uh, I think I think that ship has sailed, Josh. Um, unless it's bar mitzvah square. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you don't got to go there. <laughs> you, you don't got to. We, we, we don't got to. You know, I regret. I regret. <laughs> I regret this bit. I take this bit back. <laughs> Continue. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we have to look at this from the, from the angle of like, if you're going to, you know, get, get kind of angsty about Christmas and everything like that, then why are you getting angsty at our previous forefathers in the faith for doing all these festivals that they did to commemorate how God was faithful to them as well, too? And so it's just like, there's freedom in that, you know? I don't know. That's just You know who loved Christmas? Luther. Yeah. <laughs> who might be the most Catholic <laughs> yeah. Protestant ever. Yeah. I don't know if there has existed a more Catholic Protestant than yeah. Luther, other yeah. than maybe C. S. Lewis. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he loved Christmas. He wrote Christmas hymns. Right? Like I, I find it so funny how 
people who were the closest to those times yeah. that we point back to were just like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like was Jesus born on December 25th? No, he wasn't. And nobody's really saying he is or, yeah. or, or, or he was. Yeah. It's just the time that we set aside yeah. to remember the birth of our Savior. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's not a bad thing, you know? And it's the fact that it has been co-opted in that it's during this time that we also give gifts, right? Yeah. And that we also, um, you know, decorate the house, right? And there's there's lots of things people point to be like, well, that has pagan origin, pagan origin, pagan origin. It's like, okay, like, let's just play the devil advocate for a second. Like, say they're correct on all of that. Sure. Right? Like, yes, all of it's pagan, right? <laughs> How many things do you do <laughs> in a year that have pagan origins? No, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How many things do you support yeah. that are going toward pagan causes? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think we want to play this game. Yeah. If we're going to play this game, I mean, you better be Amish by the time we're done, by the time we're done with the conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, oh, like, I, like, I just I don't find it a very consistent line of reasoning yeah. and for some reason it always pops up around Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's the other thing too is what you said too primarily about just the origin of Christmas to right the day. Yeah, it may not be on December 25th, but it definitely was during this season because you can trace the amount of high priests who were serving at the time back to Zechariah and back to the time frame as well too. And it goes back to this time frame in the year. Right. And so it's like, was he technically born on December 25th? No. Can we have like, shoot, like 25 days around this time period to commemorate that he was born during the season? Yeah, because it's technically historically correct. So, yeah, it's just stuff like that where people don't take the time to look at the fact that you have Jesus who was born in human history. Was he born on the exact date of December 25th? Probably not. But was he born in this season? Yeah, we can look at all the all the things going back to that he was. And so it's like, why can't we just have this time set aside in the Advent season to like prepare ourselves for his second coming because the second coming folks, I don't know if you've read scripture or not. It's going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be cray cray. <laughs> There's going to be dragons. <laughs> There's going to be Apache helicopters. There's going to be blood moons and people's clothes are going to be left in a little folded pile on the floor. <laughs> John Hagee is going to be oh running around. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> wait, no, sorry. That's wait. That's a movie franchise. Yeah, I saw. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing up my realities here. My bad. Jack, continue. So yeah, I mean, just freedom, freedom to worship Jesus. I mean, if you don't want to do it, fine. You don't have to. I mean, right? Like nobody's <laughs> twisting your arm, telling you like, go buy a tree now. Yeah, you know. I know, right? Um. Because some people don't, and it's like, okay, don't buy a tree. It's okay. Like, you don't need to do that necessarily. So, I don't know. When you when you try to co-opt history into your conscience, 
I don't think those make really good bedfellows. And then you try and argue from a position that, uh, can't say that that has a whole lot of historical backing right there. So, yeah, I mean, and again, like people, I think, I think there's a lot of picking and choosing that goes on with stuff like this too. Yeah. To kind of pick and choose like what I'm going to be all up in arms about and what I'm not going to be all up in arms about, you know, because yeah. Like if you're going to be that staunch and, and, and there probably are people that are this staunch, right? But if you're going to be that staunch about not co-opting pagan, uh, origins for holidays, well, there's a lot of hymns that were written to tunes that were sung in taverns. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. there's a lot, there's yep. a lot of, uh, bar tunes yep. that have very good lyrics to them that we sing in our churches. <laughs> yeah. No, right. <laughs> you know, so there's, there's those kind of things too, that, that I think we conveniently kind of overlook, um, yeah, for the kinda... sake of practicality. Yeah. Um, because for some reason like Christmas and, and Easter. I mean, I, I've heard it. I've heard it with Easter too. Is just yeah. there's there seems to be much more of a picking and choosing that goes on with that. It's like, well, you know, I'm gonna get all up in arms about this, but not gonna really do diligence to look into other aspects of the of church history mm-hmm. where things have been co opted, things have been yeah. quote unquote redeemed, right, taken from the culture and then turned around to a good thing. You know, um, and and again, I'm not. I think I think that can be overboard, right? Like, think, I think there are a lot of churches that, in the <laughs> attempt to redeem something, take something that's pretty irredeemable and try to like Christianize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Christian movies. <laughs> 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 kidding. Oh my kidding. gosh, that's a joke. Although. Nailed it. Somewhat, somewhat serious. <laughs> Nailed it. Somewhat serious. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I think I think it's good to be consistent, right? And to to understand, like, look, like nobody is saying when we are worshiping Christ during during Advent, right? Nobody is looking at the pagan culture and being like, oh, this is what I'm thinking about right now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it's and, and some people might just say I'm being super like simplistic or like not using my head and okay like we can have that conversation but I guess at the end of the day like I just don't think about that kind of stuff yeah like is that bad you know like 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 I feel like I feel like people like like I don't have and dude like this like this might be a bad thing but I'm just being brutally honest like I don't have the bandwidth to think about that stuff. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Yeah. And I feel like just the way my brain works, like if I'm going to start trying to do that, I'm just going to kill myself <laughs> trying to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's like trying to like cross every T, dot every I, you know, dot every tittle, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Jesus died, so I didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And again, yeah. I'm not like I'm not going like antinomianism where like I don't have to use my brain. I can <laughs> I can sin all I want. I can do whatever I want. The law of God has zero impact on my life, right? But that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like like counting out the heads of grain yeah. has been fulfilled by Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Christ is just saying, here, enjoy the grain. Yeah, you know, and and I just I think that's more in line with a consistent understanding of living out it, within the covenant of grace, mm-hmm. 
is that those things like are taken by Christ and like he he deals with them he handles them right and I have the freedom in Christ I believe to choose to celebrate Christmas or to not celebrate Christmas right <clears throat> Um, I think it would be a shame to choose not to because it's a yeah. wonderful season yeah, uh, filled with lots of joy, right? Um, but no matter how you do it, it is historically a time that the church has set aside to focus specifically upon the incarnation of Christ. Yeah. And I think it would be such a shame to miss out and to lose that focus. Yeah, exactly. I think what you said too right there about taking this time to focus on the incarnation how much time do we actually do that? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> throughout the throughout yeah, the year? Not enough. Probably not enough. Primarily in the fact that most of our sermons are going to be primarily geared upon seasons of life that are very inconvenient. And this is a season where you kind of ponder how inconvenient was it for Jesus to come to us, I guess. Oh, man. Preach on that for a second. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like there is a, there is a tension and inconveniency that Jesus has that doesn't take away from his love for us. That doesn't take away from his compassion, but it's like, can we just focus on the fact that we have this Lord who comes to us in this very humble way and blows up every single kind of predisposition that we've ever thought about him. And he actually does something for us that saves us. But not only that, but he just shows how our complete understanding of who God is sometimes gets blown up. Because we have this expectation and everything like that. And then the incarnation happens. I think my pastor put it this way. You're thinking that this huge mighty general on a battleship is coming into Normandy to save the day. Right. And really it's not that it's the birth of a child that wins. That's like that, that first kind of take on that beachhead. It's not this conquering King in this way. Well, so. and, and it's so countercultural, right? Like it's counter. It was countercultural then, yeah. And it's countercultural now, yeah. Because, like, in the world that we live in now, the the larger something is, the flashier something is, <clears throat> the more grandiose something is, yeah. Equals the worth of that thing, yeah. Right, and I mean, and and like in that is why we started, like, doing this local church focus. Is because often it's the small town church, the small town pastor, the small town members that don't get the encouragement because it's not yeah. flashy and it's not yeah. big, right? It's not something that, that, that catches the eye, right? But you look at the incarnation of Christ and how the <laughs> – you look at the stark difference between the magnitude of what the incarnation is mm-hmm. – and how the incarnation came about, and it is—it's like it is completely the opposite, yeah. right? Like the theological, real-world truth of the incarnation that God became flesh in order to reconcile flesh to God, 
mm-hmm. right? Like that, that truth is earth shattering. Yeah. But look at how it was done. Yeah. He didn't come in a blaze of light with chariots and legions of angels mm-hmm. conquering, right? Like he could have. Yeah. And he will. Yeah. When he comes again. Oh, yeah. Right? Gonna be cray cray. Oh, it's gonna be nuts. <laughs> Helicopters. <laughs> Apaches. <laughs> Look at how he showed up. Yeah. The obscure, quiet, unassuming mm-hmm. child yep. in a filthy feeding trough in a barn. Yeah. And look at who that, the magnitude of the incarnation. Look who it was revealed to first. The least of the population. The shepherds. Yeah. yeah. The filthy, dirty people without homes that are shepherds because they have no other prospects. Mm-hmm. That's who Jesus decided. You know what? That's who I came to save. That's who I'm here for. Yeah. Bro. Like, if that is not worth celebrating, we have nothing worth celebrating. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's so glorious. Yeah, it's often told about how there's this, there's this like immensity to who Jesus is, but also there's this kind of obscurity, like simplicity, obscurity, yeah. marginalization, simplicity to him because there is this so many people. I don't know, just the way that Jesus died. So many people. Oh, it was common. Yeah. So yeah. many people died in that way too, in yeah. that, in that regard. But the way that he was born, so many people were born in that way too. But it's like, well, you look at the, the way that he lived. Yeah. He didn't have a place to lay his head. He yeah. was homeless. Yeah. You know, he lived, he lived in obscurity. So, I mean, just these little things, but the fact that you have the gospel writers actually show you his immensity. Like, and I, and I think that's why the scriptures keep going back to this idea of the, the humble will be exalted. Jesus like showed that to us in the person and work of himself um, just that idea, it goes back to who Jesus is and who and how we should live that out. And so, I don't know. I think that's worth celebrating. I think that's worth taking time to think about and to ponder and just passing it off as like, oh, this pagan, something like that. It's just like, but it's like, but you're missing out. You're missing out on what the church is going to be talking about here, you know, especially in the local church. Cause that spurs on ideas, man. Cause I mean, oh, yeah. once my, once one of our pastors like preached on Luke and that passage in Mary, like it got me thinking, man. And not only that, but like the fact that Mary is given this task to be the servant of the Lord, to carry Jesus. This is a poor Jewish girl. No affluence, no affinity, no nothing. And she carries Jesus and births him to the world. It's just stuff like that. It just blows my mind, you know? Well, and it gives me hope, too, which I think is the point. Yeah. That 
God loves and uses the least of his servants. Yeah. It gives me hope for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it gives me hope that, like, as much of a sinner as I am, that God would still see me as someone that he could use. Yeah. You know? And Christmas Christmas brings hope. Yeah. It does. Like, it, like the entire... I mean, that's why it's, it's one of the Advent, like, categories, right? Yeah. Like... Peace, hope, love, and joy. Because it gives us that hope, right? In the person of Christ. So, dude, I completely agree. I think that was one of the most wonderful tangents we've ever gone on. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved every second of it. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, you know, if you're listening and you disagree, uh, uh, you know, okay. I mean, we're not mad at you. Yeah. Uh, we're not, like, <clears throat> we're not against you. We think you're missing out. I mean, I think you're wrong. <laughs> still love you but i think you're wrong <laughs> um and i'm gonna enjoy christmas the way that exactly. the way that i think god wants me to you know and i'm amen, gonna encourage josh. others to do, to, to do the same amen josh and with that sir yeah they can enjoy the christmas season and the advent season even more by going to our sociables sir. that's right Going to our sociables the instagram which is good with chocolate and marshmallow for crying out loud the Facebook, the metaverse. It's not good with anything. I don't know if that's good with anything. That's probably going to suck more villains into the into our world. <laughs> the metaverse goes with a nice tall glass of your band. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the Twitter, the little bluebird site, the tweaker, if you will. S- small company recently changed ownership. I, I hear. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't think that's going to go well, but we'll see what happens no. with that too. So you can find us all at our tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people if they're in the giving mood. Oh, it's the season how they can, of giving. How they can start to give maybe to right. a certain little podcast as well, too. How about you, know, you talk about that opportunity? People, we, we support the mom and pop shops, you know, in our community. We ask that if it's in your heart to support the mom and pop podcasts, of which the Reformatory is definitely one. We don't got the... the the thrills or the the uh, the lights or the glamour but we're consistent that's true we are very consistent so if you would if you feel like uh, being being festivus mm. festive and uh, digging deep and supporting your little mom and pop podcast the reformatory you can do so by becoming a reformatory patron for less than $5 a month. Or, yeah, it's actually $5 a month. You two could become a patron supporter in this season of giving and have your name hallowed. 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 Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Woo! Through the halls Nobody. of this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Brand new things coming in the new year. They We've are. got a new website. We've got local church merch coming up. You're going to be able to support the podcast in that way by repping the podcast with some awesome shirts. Dude, the sweaty, the sweatshirts. I was called sweaties. The sweaties. The, swe- the nerds. <laughs> the sweaties. We got nerds. Man, <laughs> I got, I got a case of the sweaties. <laughs> that Whoa. sounds horrible. <laughs> um, uh, the sweatshirts, the hoodies. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. are amazing. Mm. They look so comfortable. Uh, that'll be launched in the new year. Brand new reformatory intro. The music is a Ooh. banger. It is coming in the new year. A lot of awesome things coming in the new year. Um, we thank you all so much for listening. We're going to catch you on the next step of 
The Reformatory. (laughs) 